Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get to some headlines now. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. Brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. By the way, you're listening to KLT and KLT HD2, an Odyssey station. Get that out of the way. Um, Dusty Baker met with the media yesterday. He spoke for the first time since Lance McCullers met with the media two days ago to inform all of us that he would be missing the next few weeks to rest his sore arm. He will not be available for opening day. Um, Dusty was asked or uh, was asked about um, bringing in a veteran starting pitcher. Was he disappointed that the team didn't fortify its rotation a little bit more with maybe some, some veteran depth in light of the fact that Lance McCullers now finds himself injured again? And Dusty Baker had some interesting things to say about the decision-making uh, level above him of the Houston Astros. Well, I mean, you got to ask the powers that be, you know, you know, like I got power, but I don't have authority, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that was always a consideration for me. But like I said, I'm not the. And at the time, we didn't have a general manager in place in order to make that move, you know. So, and like I said, I didn't have the authority to do that. So, didn't have a general manager in place to make that move. Last I checked, the period of the calendar, Seth, where the Astros would have gone shopping for a, a middling veteran pitcher to eat up some innings in the event of injury to their frontline guys, happened at the same part of the calendar when the Astros were able to go shopping for Jose Abreu, and they gave Montero a new deal, yeah, and they brought back yeah. Michael Brantley on a on a one year deal. That was the whole. You know what I? You know what I want to revisit too. Uh, not on air, but just I'm going to sit down this weekend and try to figure out exactly. Um, I'm going to try to make sense of all the conflicting Wilson Contreras reports because it seemed like at various times it was like they tried to sign, they tried to trade for Contreras during the season, but this guy didn't like him. But then in the off season, the guy that didn't like him wanted to get him, but somebody else didn't like. I don't know. I don't have a clue other than that it seemed like there was a feeling that maybe uh, you know maybe. Maybe Dusty wasn't on the same page with Click and or other people in the front office. Yeah, this was a little bit of a, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it, it felt like a criticism of Jim Crane a little, little bit. A little bit. It Which did. I guess Dusty is at that stage in life where he's a, he's a World Series winning manager. And he's uh, at a certain age where he's just going to say what he's going to say. Just like your, okay. like your grandpa just stops giving a damn, you know? And he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks of you. So does Dusty finally getting off the schneid and winning a World Series... 
mean that we get a lippier version of Dusty this year. <laughs> <laughs> he just lets it all. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just, uh, I got my ring. I don't need this gig. I needed the gig to get the ring so I get in the Hall of Fame, but I'm good now. I want to see him charge another manager. <laughs> like, just, like, fly out of the dugout and tackle the dude. Right. He's like, I'm going to do it once. I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory. Right, right. But do it undeservedly so for the other guy. Like, the other guy's just standing there, like, getting ready to hand his lineup card, and Dusty just comes out and gores him at home plate <laughs> right before the game for no reason. Um, yeah, that was I, – I thought that was an interesting thought from Dusty. I, I – look, I don't know how accurate that – like, I know they didn't have anybody with the GM title, but they clearly had – a staff that was making decisions um, to to do things like picking up veteran pitchers or signing guys. I just yeah. thought it was a weird quote. I, I don't know if it's any indication of discord or dissension among the ranks. I just thought it was a, a strange assessment of the situation. Who would you, uh, you take in a fight between Dusty Baker and Buck Showalter, the second youngest, second oldest manager? Dusty. In baseball? Dusty. Really? Yeah. He's got the size advantage. Does he? He's got a reach. I feel like Showalter's a little bigger, but maybe not, maybe not in the right way these Dusty's days. Dusty's tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lanky. Yeah. Brian Snicker, he's 67. <laughs> I, I feel like Which we're going One gonna... of these guys could I take? Bud Black, I would kick his ass oh, yeah. up and down. Oh, now, I would uh, be there to watch you and Dusty. That would be a scrap. I would, I would like to see that. Which one of these guys do you want to fight? Terry Francona? Is that the one? Uh, no, I'm, I have good feelings because I, I was a fan of that Red Sox team in 2004, so I get good vibes off of Francona. Okay. Um, so I'm okay. No, me personally, I think a lot of Astro fans would love to beat the snot out of Terry Francona. <laughs> Below, uh, Scott Service is like the eighth or ninth. Oh, Service no, is dude. Up there. Need number one. No, no, you just <laughs> shut it down. You don't need to read any more names. He's not old enough to, he's not old enough to beat up. We're only talking about beating up. He's talking about people. me, Scott Service. He's old. He's too. Old. He's not old enough for you to beat up. But he like. I feel like. Well, how old is he? We, we no, might... no. I'm saying I don't know. Like we're in some warped world where it's okay to beat up a guy. Of course we are. Okay to beat him yeah. up when they're older. Yeah. Scott Service is only 55. Uh, real that's okay. More, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm right there. That like that's be a main event anywhere in the country. Scott Service <laughs> is 55, huh? I thought he was older than that. We're gonna really hate Scott Service by the end of this year. Because the Mariners that, are going to be decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to be a battle, man. That's going to be yep. a that's going to be a battle. Yeah. Uh, that'll be we'll start to hate him over time. There'll be some there'll be some tight games, some contested calls, and yeah, we'll we'll really hate Scott. So what was the? I can't even remember the incident last year, but he got he got all he got he and Dusty started it. yelling at each other, and then yeah. the two sides. Yeah, I forget what it, it was. Oh, was it the one where? Uh, uh, one of the Astros pitchers sailed a pitch over a guy's head or something like that. I thought. Oh, yeah. I thought Service was actually kind of level-headed on that one because it was so obviously yeah. a mistake. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Got suspended. Yeah, so anyway, Service versus Dusty Baker. I say Dusty Baker in three rounds. Yeah, yeah, be a yeah. fun fight. Um, By the way, Seth, I know what you hate more than anything else is disrespect. You want to hear some disrespect? Who's, uh, yes, I do. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, disrespect. What? what? They Ooh. revealed the top ten players – you know I'm I'm a total mark for the MLB top 100. They revealed the top 10 players last night on the MLB network. Yeah. And I had predicted that Jordan would be fourth on the list. I said Shohei will be one and then Aaron Judge and Mike Trout will be some permutation of 2 and 3. I got that part right. Shohei one, Aaron Judge two, Mike Trout three. I'm running my finger down the list here. Mookie Betts, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Jose Ramirez, Jordan Alvarez ninth. Ninth, the disrespect. Yeah, that's a, they show our Jordan. Yes, it's gonna, they'll get the dong. They'll uh, 
They'll they'll feel the consequences. <laughs> the what? There's only one thing nine about Jordan. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about it on radio. <laughs> so right. they, they're gonna yeah, they'll 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 pay the price for disrespecting Jordan Alvarez. Total disrespect. Because uh, when Hector Nerez got uh, that was that's who it was. Remember? That's yeah. who it was. Yep, that's who it was. Um, all right, so uh, Astros, we will be uh, – we're on our way Sunday to West Palm Beach for uh, spring training. We can't wait. Thank you, Shoppa's John Deere, for sending us there. Did you see that uh, also, Seth, that Major League Baseball is gearing up to refocus enforcement of sticky stuff rules? Yes, year? I saw that. Yeah, are you Watch bringing – Watch out, Garrett Cole. Are you, bringing your, uh, are you bringing your spider tack to spring training? i got to go look for it. <sighs> I should use it as air gel. <laughs> I still have yet to actually touch it. I'm kind of scared of it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of. Is, is there an expiration date on it? It probably gets stickier with time. You think? Yeah. You no, know, I wouldn't imagine anything like that like loses its moisture. Or anything. Yeah. I haven't even like I looked at it. and It looks like a like a canister of hair wax or yeah. something. Um, bring yeah, it to bring it to it spring yet. training so we can do a spider tack educational video. I I would prefer not to like just by somehow I accidentally <laughs> leave it behind at the facility or something. That's all I need is some damn that would be great. Some damn Nationals fan, <laughs> you know, like taking a picture of the spider tack they found at the ballpark. Um the uh the here's the here's why they're they're talking about enforcing this the sticky stuff rules harder yeah. this year because a lot of you are probably saying like I thought they were doing that last year. And for a while they were, but here's what they found. According to sources with knowledge of Major League Baseball's meetings with teams about this, umpires are going to be inspecting pitchers' hands and fingers more thorough than the perfunctory inspections that umpires performed last year. I guess the feeling was by the end of last year, it was one of those things that pitchers, two things. One, when the pitchers walked over to get inspected after innings were over, the umpires are basically just like tapping them on the wrist and saying, all right, go ahead. We know you're not using anything. And two, the pitchers, there's a belief that the pitchers knew exactly when the test was coming, so to speak. They knew when the pop oh, quiz really? was coming. They knew It wasn't as random as they were trying exactly. to make it Exactly. Yeah, okay. it wasn't as random, so they're going to be more random about it now. Well, um, if I know if I know my Astros, Sean, they would have had a spreadsheet with some kind of, you know, tendencies of which which umpire does each it jump, and which yeah. inning or whatever and like, "Hey, we're just letting you guys know, just just yep. so you know." Um I was uh, I was waiting for him to see uh, some kind of accusation about, "Hey, Framber Valdez, that guy who sweats profusely all the time, even when it's like 30 degrees out, he was sweating a lot during the World Series. Remember that? Yeah. That whole thing? Oh, and then they tried to make a big deal about Maldonado's bat. You know, just a bunch of nonsense. Yep, yep. So It was, uh, okay, so the sticky stuff, hopefully it destroys Cole, and he ends up being, uh, you know, having having to talk to some awkward press conference. I feel like this story is a license to play the Garrett Cole answer to that question again well it's definitely ben was looking at the hotkeys i mean any mention of garrett cole's license to play the hotkeys yeah um but it's i feel like this is i feel like this is one of those things that doesn't feel like we're picking on somebody it's a topic yeah. and we get to we get to hear garrett cole mealy mouth for a whole nother offseason again well cole reeled it back in obviously and was fine after a while it was i think what cole was speaking to is which a lot of i Retroactively, I'll give him credit for kind of trying to talk about it without talking about it. He was asking people to read between the lines. Yeah. Um, but it was like it was the fact that they did it right in the middle of the season when guys had already, kind of, uh, you know, they had to change their grip and everything. It's uh, that's yeah, it was awesome. Dicey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. We have it right here. Here was Garrett Cole when he was asked about, did you use spider tech? 
I just can't. It's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to it's so hard to grip the ball. I just you know, I mean, for Pete's sake, it's it's part of the reason why almost every player on the field has has something, regardless if they're a pitcher or not, to help them help them control the ball. Um, I think that um, I don't have a solution, but clearly, again, <laughs> we're we're a. We are aligned in, in a lot of areas with the commissioner's office on this. And um, please just please just talk to us. Please just work with us. I know you have the hammer here, but um, for Pete's sake, you know, there, there's there's uh, we've been living in a gray area for so long. Um, I would just hate to see players get hurt. I would, I would hate to see balls start flying at people's heads. I had a really tough time gripping the baseball tonight, uh, especially early when it was windy. So, um for Pete's sake, I don't really <laughs> care to be inflammatory here, Joel. I just uh, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I'll just be I'll be I'll be hogwallered if I have to go Dude. out there and and do <laughs> and try to throw it. I, I love how that whole thing. If you pretend that whole thing is audio from a hostage video, yeah. that the first part of it is how you envision a hostage video where he's trying hard not to say anything. I just don't. I uh, my captors have. They have a gun pointed at me, and then by, by, like, the middle of it, he's begging. Like, by the middle of it is the equivalent of, please come get me. They've got me. They're holding. 911. They're holding me captive. Like, in the middle, the, the answer, the question was, have you ever used spider attack? And by the middle, he's begging the commissioner's office to work with them on this. Yeah. To, to... <laughs> I, I don't know why that hasn't hit me differently until now. Like, he's not even, by the middle of that thing, he's not even thinking about answering the question anymore. He's begging the commissioner's office to go light on the enforcement of sticky stuff yeah i feel like he's um it makes me feel like garrett cole is at his core kind of an honest person yeah i, do. Uh, I agree with he's you on so that. bad a liar yes and, it, uh, and he didn't want to lie about it but he also didn't want to um i i felt like in a lot of ways he was trying to do what's right which yeah. is sometimes the worst possible thing you can do in a situation <laughs> what like are that. you thinking <laughs> yeah 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 no it, it's like it's um it's like when you yeah I don't want to get into a discussion about how you should handle an interrogation. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We'll move on to the NFL. Um, did you see Bobby Wagner mutual parting of the ways with the Rams yesterday? I guess they can't execute it until the start of the NFL's actual offseason. The, the official start of the league year is, is March 15th. Um, but Bobby Wagner, who was one of several acquisitions that the Rams made this past offseason where people are like, oh, look at the rich getting richer. Allen Robinson on a on a team-friendly deal. Bobby Wagner to the Rams and yada, yada, yada. They went 5-12 and 12 this year. So Bobby Wagner is back out there, Seth. They yeah. mutually agree to part ways, the Rams and Bobby Wagner. Okay. Um, so he's a, you know obviously a, a, a guy who's been on Super Bowl winning teams. He's a good leader and yeah. a future Hall of Famer. Well, and still, that's a, the strange thing about it. Just a strange saga of Bobby Wagner, who's like still a very good player. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. It just it seems strange that he kind of bounce around a little bit. Except that, yeah, okay. Um, I, I don't know how he'll get paid or how they'll treat him, but I imagine he's going to get a really good short term deal somewhere. Like a, I, you know, I would almost, I was going to say a two or three year deal, but man, we're we're a year removed from Von Miller getting a really lucrative deal with the Bills um, as an older player. He did. And, and ended up tearing his ACL. Yep. 
Um, the Bobby Wagner thing is interesting to me just because he's he like Russell Wilson both were gone from Seattle and probably would have been better off actually staying in Seattle if they uh, if they wanted a um, you know if they wanted a chance to win some football games they were you know they they both wound up on worse teams than the Seahawks were uh, last year. The other thing interesting about this is that Bobby Wagner signed a multi year deal with the Rams. I mean, this is kind of. Kind of, yeah. re- kind of reeks of the Kamu Gruzier Hill syndrome here of like, hey, uh, I know I signed a long-term deal with you, but can you please – I know I'm not comparing Bobby Wagner, the player, to Kamu Gruzier Hill, but I am saying, man, you signed like a four- or five-year deal with, with the Rams, and you're just getting up and out of there after one year, so why? So you can go win a Super Bowl? Like, I feel like if I'm the Rams, I'm like, no, dude, we signed you to a, to a multi-year well, so deal. He, he forced his way out? They mutually agreed to part ways, is what the tweets have all said. Hmm. But he still got he signed a five year deal with them. So I, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, and they take a eighteen million dollar net loss against the cap. That's weird. I don't know, man. The Rams just operate differently, yeah. than than everybody else. They kind of they seem to be able to absorb big losses, like like trading away Brandon Cooks. <laughs> um, yeah, they they absorb these big losses and seem to they do it. You know what they do a better job of it than the Saints did because it never seems like they're in imminent peril. The way the Saints, it seemed like they're in imminent peril every single year. Um, the Rams tend to do it a little bit more uh, with, with a little less fanfare, I suppose. There was an article in The Athletic that I read yesterday, a, a deep dive on the Rams this past year, that talked about the, the theme of the article was that Sean McVay, as the season went on last year for the Rams, yeah. Seth, which I think is telling – what I'm about to say is telling because this is really the first bad year they've had with Sean McVay in L.A. with the Rams. Yeah. Uh, that as the year went on, he became more and more detached to where players stopped even going to him with stuff. They would just go to assistant coaches with stuff. Well, that's um, not a, yeah. And, 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 but by the end of the year, he was all, he was all back in and gung-ho again. Okay, so I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast, yeah. and um, they, had one of the, they had one of the anchors on there with them as like a guest – for the day I can't remember who it was it was a, it was a female reporter and she just kind of casually mentioned like she almost ca- I, I wonder if she said something that maybe is known in some circles but you're not supposed to talk about it because she kind of mentioned out of nowhere about how hard it was that Sean McVeigh's wife was was from uh, Ukraine and that her family is all still oh, over there right now with the war going on. Yeah, yeah, and like everybody just skated past it. I'm like, wait, what's this now? Yeah, and I don't remember. Maybe I'm just ignorant and I hadn't seen some piece out of it. But nobody talked about it or anything. And they just kind of skated on past it. Um, I so maybe there's more to that story that's hmm. just not being reported on out of respect to his wife or something. I don't know. It does. It didn't say anything about that in that. It in did the not that article? I saw in that article. It was a long, long article. But I, huh. I um, but yeah, it didn't. Not that I saw. I don't want to say it wasn't in there. I mean, this article is like 6,000 words. Uh, there's only so much time I can... They need editors only, at these publications, damn it. There's only so much time I, I should be spending reading about the Los Angeles Rams, what with doing a show in Houston and what. In the old days, Sean, an editor would go in there and say, listen, I know you think you just wrote a, a damn masterpiece by Hemingway. Uh, get rid of 30% of that. Yeah. I need, need 2,000 words lopped off of that monstrosity right. now. Right. All right? Right. People don't have all day to read your tripe. Yes. And he'd be smoking a cigar. <laughs> and he'd go, make eyes at your wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, you and I uh, and, and Adam Spillane and our boss Parker Hillis are headed to West Palm Beach for spring training. I would imagine we're not going to be all baseball all the time. That the time while we're down there, um, no. Uh, well, you might be. 
nerd. No. Um, oh, what are you talking about? Oh, I thought you meant on our show. No, no, I no. You meant, oh, okay, no, I meant on our right. trip. Uh, the oh, four right. of us. The four of us. Yeah. Do you want to go see Cocaine Bear while oh, we're down yeah. in Florida? Do I? Yeah. It's gotten incredible reviews. Yeah, yeah. It's got like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, not 100, but it's up there. 100, yeah. Sean. 100 on the Seth Payne category, yeah. 100% of the people named Seth Payne have given Cocaine Bear a positive review, even though he hasn't seen it yet. Isn't it pretty high on... Uh, <laughs> it, I didn't mean that. Isn't it, though, pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes? It, w- it came out of the shoot at 88%. It's yeah. now... It, it was As of yesterday, it was 73%. Imagine that. The guys that were up and at him and ready to write a story about Cocaine Bear had it rated pretty highly. Do you... Uh, the, ones that, the ones that had it in, like, uh, you know, at 9 a.m. because they're... <laughs> they had the energy. All right, we got it. Yeah. We got it. The review's in. What do you want to review next? I got, I got all kinds of time today. I saw Cocaine in the title. I'm reviewing it right now. I haven't seen it yet. Um, what do you... Uh, um, what do you when you go to Rotten Tomatoes? Are you more about the tomato meter, which is the actual critics, or are you more yeah. about the audience score? There's a, it's a, there's a, uh, there's some nuance to it. Like if it's got horrible critic ratings, critic ratings, but a really good audience score, I'm intrigued just because I figure it's got to, it's got to either have a lot of sex or violence. Yeah, or something. yeah, it's like, like bachelor party. It's or something got no like that. redeeming athletic, uh, like uh, artistic or. Uh, like plot values or anything, but there's a lot of TNA or violence. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one seems pretty unique. It's like 73% on the critics, 82% on audience score. That's what I'm seeing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's based on a true story. I feel like that helps with a, with a, a movie like Cocaine Bear. If you try to sell that, it's just a something that you came up with in your head. Yep. People are kind of like, all right, dude, like, put, let's blacklist this writer. He's not, we, we don't need it. We need to go see, we, we, we need to see this when we're down in Florida. Well, uh, look, I. I don't think it's any accident that Cocaine Bear has a running time of one hour, 35 minutes. That's a perfect amount of movie time. Yeah. And especially for, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like the perfect amount of time for somebody that's got to, it's got to go, it's got to go recharge their batteries after watching <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Are you saying, Bear. as opposed to it being like two hours and 35 minutes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I got you. I, that's what I figured. It'd be a whole lot of like kind of rocking back and forth in seats around the two hour mark. <laughs> Dude, a uh, 95 minute movie, I am here for it. I don't care what it's about. That's perfect. Ray, and uh, and uh, Ray Liotta, it's his last movie he did. Oh, he's in, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we need to go see it. Uh, he's the bear. He is. They put him in a bear costume. That's the one downside of it. That's why that's the twelve percent bad reviews. All right, let's um, (laughs) the bear. Uh, Let's um, let's uh, get to the uh, the segment everybody talks about this time each week. It's eight fifteen. It is a uh, Friday, so time to do Max picks. Founder and owner of Gallery Furniture, Mattress Mac Jim McInvale joins me each and every week to make uh, a pick or two for you. This time of year, it's college basketball. And speaking of college basketball, Mac, you got that huge Cougar promotion going on right now. It is the most awesome win-and-all promotion in gallery furniture history, Sean, and we've had a lot of them. Here's how it works. Come out to gallery furniture right now, buy 5000 better worth of living room furniture, dining room furniture, bedroom furniture, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, recliners, coffee tables, whatever it is you need for your home, furnish a room, furnish a house full, buy 5000 or more. Even the incredibly discounted items marked down 72% off for the Mattress Max 72nd birthday sale. Buy 5000 or more, get it delivered today. And the Cougs win it all in the Men's Basketball Championship on April 3rd at, at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. You get your purchase absolutely free, free, free. 
and based on the way those Cougs played last night, they are on fire. Yeah, no, on fire is right. They beat Tulane by 30. And, Mac, they've got East Carolina coming up on Saturday in Greenville, North Carolina. I look did the look-ahead line on this one, 19-and-a-half. Even on the road, the Cougs are favored by a huge, huge number here. What do you think happens on Saturday at ECU? I, th- I think the Cougs will roll Saturday. Uh, Coach Sampson from up in that area, and uh, I think that's his, his old uh, – hometown area, so I think he's going to show out for his friends and relatives to come to cheer on the Cougs up in North Carolina, and I think the Cougs are rolling as they get ready for a big, exciting, and uh, victorious month of March and early April. Yeah, no doubt about that. Number one in the country again, just like our guy Mattress Mac over at Gallery Furniture. Mac, give it to him one more time, because this is the biggest promotion you've ever had going, because people can get anything in the store on this Coug promotion you got going on. That's right, Sean. So many customers need a room full or house full of furniture right now. They don't know where to get it. They don't want a back order slip. Buy a room full or house full of furniture, Gallery Furniture Day. And if you buy it today, Gallery Furniture delivers free, free, free today. Buy 5000 or more. Uh, get it delivered today, free, free, free. If the Cougars win it all, you get your purchase absolutely free. On top of that, this is incredible. Made in America quality merchandise. Gallery Furniture delivers free, free, free today. We've got immediate financing. And if the Cougs win it all, your purchase is free. There you go. He's the best. Mattress Mac joining us here on Max Picks on Sports Radio 610. Mac, we appreciate the time as always. Thanks, John. All right. Uh, up next here on Payne and Pendergast, Eric Bieniemy. He is now the OC in Washington. He has been passed over by many a uh, team for a head coaching vacancy. A former player went after him. He responded to the former player. You'll hear it next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you, Payne and Pendergast. Um, If you recall a couple of weeks ago um, when... Eric Bieniemy was interviewing for um, offensive coordinator. When Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, was interviewing with NFL teams for vacant offensive coordinator positions. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Very normal. It was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yet, 
nobody was nobody was yelling at the Chiefs for not retaining Eric Bieniemy. It was uh, they were mad at other people for not hiring Eric Bieniemy, right? Uh, for apparently a lateral position, but somehow, yeah, that's okay. So that's what was going yeah. on. Um, and and Eric Bieniemy has, I mean, I, I guess to call him a controversial figure is I might be overstating it a little bit, but certainly. One that's been debated and discussed as the boy. Why doesn't Eric Bieniemy have a head coaching job? Yeah, well, yet? that's interesting. Yeah, because I guess yeah, if you say controversial figure, there's like a connotation to the the person himself. Yeah, where that, more I think the he creates uh, his situation has created a controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I don't want to I, I don't want to throw Eric Bieniemy in the grease over the fact that he's not getting hired. Yeah. Although some of that may be because of Eric Bieniemy. I don't know. We're not in any of these interviews, but Lashawn McCoy. And that's why he's controversial. Lashawn McCoy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I'm not saying he's controversial. But by the end of this segment, he yeah. will be controversial. I promise you. Um, Lashawn McCoy played one season in Kansas City after a uh, a. a a nice long run in Philadelphia and Buffalo where he was an all-pro running back. Played out his waning years in Kansas City and then Tampa Bay. The one year he had in Kansas City, he did not get along well with Eric Bieniemy, and he had this to say about Bieniemy, uh and his struggle in getting head coaching jobs. And the reason why I finished is because me and the coordinator, we had a difference about different things, right? And I'm going to say this. It's the reason why every year they keep hyping him up to get a – a coaching job, a head coach or office coordinator job Ooh. for everywhere else, and you don't get one because he's talking about Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, and the players. You bring this up now, we got a minute to like, tell the truth. <laughs> Listen, because some players, right? He talks to them a, a certain way, and some players would take it. I wouldn't take it. Like, whoa, you know, and some question I would ask, everybody's accountable. Yeah, that's why it's not because he's a black coach. That's not the reason. The reason that because he, I won't get into that, but I'll say this. You can't, you can't say you did the, the reason. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. We got one minute. But that's the reason why that every year they hype him up to get a job. And then when the time comes, nobody hires him because they know what type of coach he really is. So you're saying Eric B. Enemy was the why you stopped playing in Kansas City? Yeah, come on, man. That's playing. Wow. They knew what it was. It's, um, it, yeah, and that's, uh, it, so LaShawn McCoy, I guess, the, uh, the difference is, oh well, we have the audio, right? Yeah, I'll yeah, set it up. yeah, yeah. So, the, so that was Lashawn McCoy a couple of weeks ago um, on a po- and I'm googling the podcast he was on when he said this, yeah. and I apologize, I couldn't find it. It was the pivot with uh, Fred Taylor. Okay, so the pivot, he was on the pivot I, yeah. podcast because I had uh, inaccurately described it as Brand- the the one that they used to be on with Brandon Marshall. Uh, Brand- yeah, he anyway. was on the pivot podcast. The pivot. Yeah, um, and so Eric B. Enemy about other mistakes I've made. Eric yes. B. Enemy uh, be finally became the offensive coordinator somewhere other than Kansas City. He was hired by Washington, and he did his press conference earlier this week. And I think a lot of people were waiting to see what he would have to say to respond to this. For the record, McCoy's opinion seems to, at least publicly, be in the minority of guys who played for Bienemy. But he was asked specifically about uh, Bienemy was asked specifically about Lashawn McCoy, and here's what he had to say: Lashawn McCoy is a future Hall of Fame runner. Okay, everybody's entitled to their own position, to their own uh, <laughs> comments and how they feel. When it's all said and done with, I think that's all I have to say because he's entitled to his own opinion. That's life. Okay, you got good and you have bad, you know. It does not impact me in any way. Because one thing that you learn when you're in this position, you have to learn to eliminate distractions, all right. My job is to focus on the now. Everything outside these walls has no impact on Eric Bieniemy moving forward. See, okay, I hear that. And I, it does lead me to wonder, like, okay, how did, that's the perfect answer he could give. 
how did he interview so poorly reportedly? Yeah. Like that's that's the perfect answer to give. And yet for some reason it just the the, the stories were always that these interviews have not gone well. It's uh it's it's he might just be one of these guys that is a horrible horrible interviewee for whatever reason. I I, I do think that interviewing for jobs is a skill that you can get better at over time. And yeah, doing interviews, yeah, like I, yeah. I mean, I think he can. I you know, it like anything, you know. It, we air check ourselves from time to time and you try to get better at doing this. I think you can, you can uh, go back and watch press conferences and see how you're answering things and, and, and really assess yourself and know going into these like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn the, for, the last thing Eric B wanted to do in his first day as the Washington commanders OC is create a bunch of headlines that were, you know, that were, you know, controversial right. in some way. Well, and also, um, you know, Andy Reid kind of stuck up for Bienemy when LaShawn McCoy said it was either that particular one we played or I think he had one a, a different one as well. But anyway, Andy Reid just kind of diplomatically stated that something along the lines of, well, you know, it didn't necessarily work out for LaShawn McCoy here, you know, as far as playing time and everything. Yeah. I, I, like, I think hinting at saying, like, okay, LaShawn McCoy's got some sour grapes. Yeah. So, which which may be the case. Who knows? Um, I think that the big thing with Biennemi with me is it's a tricky – it's a tricky – as in as anything else when you talk about race, obviously it gets very, very tricky. Um, and there's nuance and there's things you just don't know about any particular situation. It could be – 100% true that he maybe is a horrible interviewer or interviewee, and maybe maybe there's other issues he has with players that we don't know about. I have zero clue. Um, but the question, it's hard to say, well, yeah, he's a bad candidate, but he should still get a chance because, and I'm saying this honestly, like, okay, Matt Patricia, are you telling me he was actually right. a good candidate? Like, are you going to tell me that Greg Williams somewhere along the way just blew people away in an interview? But that's a hard sell of like, well, like he, he should get a shot at a job too because he's a, even though he's a horrible candidate as a head coach. He's at um, least better than this really right, bad candidate. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So it's uh, like, like in, in whenever you try to evaluate any individual situation, you can't claim that, oh, yeah, well, this, this organization was acting uh, because they're racist or they were because they had biases or what have you. Um, it's the sum total of everything. Like guys like Patricia and others like keep getting jobs. Yeah. You know? and, but whereas um, there, it does seem like it, perhaps an extra box or two has to be checked when a black coach gets hired. Yeah, well, and, and specific to enemy, I mean, clearly, clearly, I don't know what's gone on in all the interviews he's had for head coaching jobs, and I don't, at the end of the day, don't know the specific reasons why teams that interviewed him didn't hire him. I don't know those things. What we do know is that he, he made a lateral move, title-wise, to go to Washington. So it would seem as though he's going to Washington – so he's running his own crew there. Right, as yeah, long as he's yeah. in the building with Andy Reid, the perception will be that this is Andy Reid's offense and uh, you know we need to see Eric Bieniemy run his own crew. He's going to get to do that. Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. I guess my question would be, is this going to work for Eric Bieniemy? Like what, does, what needs to happen in Washington for people to – I don't think they need to turn into the Chiefs or anything like that. But what needs to happen in Washington this season for people to sit up and take notice and go, okay, we were we were wrong about Eric Bieniemy, or we should have entertained Eric Bieniemy more as a candidate if our main criteria for not hiring him is we just don't think he was the mastermind of that offense in Kansas I think City. Jeff Bezos needs to to buy the Washington Commanders 
And uh, I say it was because Eric Bieniemy yeah, is the offensive coordinator. Eric, that was I sat the big down reason. and I talked with Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> that's why I spent six billion on an NFL football team. I think is that, if, what the going, is that what the going rate's going to be? The the Broncos went for five something. So I don't. I mean, I, I guess and Washington is a team that until like the severe dysfunction, they would sell out. They had a huge stadium. The old the old RFK was monstrous, was it not? Yeah, Wasn't it like ninety thousand or something absurd. Yeah. Um, they they used to just be a machine, yep. and you know it's still there, playing yeah. and waiting. Yeah, they, and he used to win Super Bowls. I mean, they were yeah, they were really well. There's good. that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I think you know the enemy. There's a lot of weapons on that Washington team. Unfortunately, one of them is not the quarterback position right now. But they've got some good. I mean, they got Terry McLaurin. They've got they drafted the uh, uh, John Dotson out of Penn State last year. He did some good things. They've got uh, they've got Curtis Samuel is on that team I believe in Washington. They got Brian Robinson as their running back there. Like they've got they've got some pieces on that offense. I like if he gets that. I don't know where they finished offensively last year DVOA wise, but if he gets that offense, depending on who the quarterback is to you know to where it's in the near the upper third of the league. I mean that's that's really good work by Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Really good work. So we'll see if it's enough to get him a head coaching job. I have no idea. The Texans, uh, since people are still convinced that the Texans will fire uh, D'Amico Ryan's after one year, then uh, then maybe Eric Bieniemy <laughs> yeah. would be the fourth one. The, the Texans need to keep getting uh, uh, criticized for hiring black coaches. Right, it's a uh, it's a real problem in some people's eyes. That we next, keep... Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, uh, my next think piece where I defend black coaches by complaining about the Texans hiring too many black coaches. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, trailer wheel frame text page four eight nine zero. Do you think the new chippy Dusty Baker can take on a cocaine bear? Yeah, yeah. Have a fight. Do you think he could be take crafty? No, I don't know. Can any human take on a bear if a bear is coked up? I don't. I saw man. I saw a fist fight once in college where it was a friend of mine going against some kid that was. Totally something. Yeah. He was from the drug house, you yeah. know, like the drug fraternity. The fraternity has got like the super rich kids, like the trust fund kids, and they do like hardcore drugs, designer like, drugs. Yeah, like that. Uh, what was the movie from the eighties? Was it Less Than Zero or whatever? That one uh, yeah. with the the kids that were all yeah, that type of stuff. Oh wow. Um, but he was also one of the drugs this kid was on was steroids, and and he knew how to fight. He was like he was yoked up, and he knew how to fight. Like it is his daddy had gotten him the best boxing lessons. So my friend. Who is from, um, oh crap, crappy, uh, Muskegon, Michigan. Um, and was like, but like, was one of the toughest people I've ever known. Like, was there, you know, um, didn't, didn't fit in <laughs> in a lot of ways, um, at, at Cornell. And he, like, hit this guy like nine times oh, wow. in a row, like with combos in the face. Oh, dude. The coked up kid. And the guy just wouldn't go down. And then he finally, like, my friend just, like, like, he just kept coming at him. His face was all bloody. My friend, like, grabbed him by the shirt and, like, pulled him into him as he was cranking him in the nose. Gave him one final and, death blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the kid's dad sued my friend. And oh, man. Was, the kid showed up with a baseball bat wanting to fight my friend. <laughs> They got him What's to he supposed to the, do. They got him to take put the bat down. My friend fought him, and then then, then his daddy went and sued oh my, my friend God. and got him suspended from school. For brutal, yeah. brutal. Um, but my friend's a cop now. The <laughs> so one that got it sued all worked out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? A it just occurred. To a me. Cornell educated <laughs> cop, huh? 
I don't know. I don't think he graduated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he joined the boxing circuit. <laughs> he got <laughs> suspended became... for a year, and he was like, "Well, screw this. Yeah. This is gonna happen again." Yeah. Uh, yes. But no, he did straighten his life out. Like Good. he was just kind. Of, and by and trust me, this kid had it coming. Right. Like a kid. The kid was. It was. Trust me, everybody. As I defend this person that none of you know, like the guy wanted to beat up my friend because my friend had basically like. Uh, it was a big thing. Yeah. It was a, yeah. yeah. Um, thousand baseball fans surveyed. Where do the Astros fans, where do you, the Astro fans, stack up on the most annoying list, on the worst behaved list, and on the my favorite, the most arrogant list? We will tell you next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you. Um, how annoying, how arrogant, how poorly behaved are Astro fans, according to a thousand baseball fans who were surveyed. Um, Seth, you sent this to me yesterday, and here was what uh, the methodology of this particular survey. From December 14th through the 15th of 2022, so after last season was over, Right after the Astros spanked everybody. That's right. Their mamas. That's right. I mean, that's probably. They did an old slap yo mama uh, in the league, yeah. That's probably what was so annoying is that the Astros were so good. Um, But I'm looking at at Crestline.com. They did this survey. They surveyed 999 Americans to hear their opinions on annoying Major League Baseball fans. Um, Respondents ranged in age from 18 to 76 years old, and the male-female split was 74% male. 26% 26% female. This is a sexist poll. <laughs> it is. Put it out there. It's skewed. Um, As I say that from a radio show that has 92% male listeners. Right. Yes, sexist poll. Yeah, sexist yeah. poll. We can't control that. We can't control <laughs> um, Most annoying fans. Number one, Yankees. Number two, Red Sox. You won't have to get real comfortable, people. Number three, Houston Astros. Yeah. That actually, um, you know, obviously, I think people are born 
or while they have it pounded into them early in life, uh, a certain hatred of the Yankees fandom. The Red Sox fandom was not really particularly disliked, other than they whined a whole lot until they got good at baseball yeah. again. And then I get, they became kind of because you always saw them front and center with the Yankees. It was uh, it got annoying. Really. Like the, the Boston accent and personality yeah. becomes kind of grating pretty quickly. Yes, that's where yeah. I would point out the same people rooting for the Red Sox are the same people who root for the Patriots. I used to get sick of Red Sox fans just because they would never stop whining about how bad they had it and how they were cursed. Curse of the that. Bambino, man. Yeah, yeah I grew they up would just around not it. Yeah. Shut up about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Astros third. I don't have a huge problem with it. I don't think Astro fans are annoying at all because I'm one of them. But I could see where a thousand random baseball fans polled would have Astro fans as annoying because we spent the last three years defending ourselves against an onslaught of slander and libel, yes. And I would imagine anybody in Major League Baseball social media circles, if as soon as you say anything about the Astros doing anything in 2017, or God help you if they claim that they're still doing it, they get swarmed by a... They get swarmed by a murder of Astros... Uh, defenders, yes. uh, and they will not relent. So, yeah, I could see that. I'm actually surprised that they're third because I think I, online I feel like the Astros fans are still the most um, – uh, they're in attack mode all the time in defensive, especially Jose Altuve. I got no problem with that. I have a problem with this one, and I think this is where the overall message with these three polls is yeah. that is I think overall a good one for Astro fans, which is you're now viewed in sort of that same blue blood tier as the longstanding – baseball like hallmark oh, franchises like yeah. the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers because yeah. it's all the same teams all the same teams in the top five by and large for most annoying worst behaved and most arrogant yeah the Astros have the fifth worst behaved fans and I just like I, I like I don't know what their criteria is like I think a Dodger fans okay Dodgers are fourth they practically killed a person outside their stadium a few years ago. Yankee fans are number one on this list. Yeah, that stands to reason. We've seen videos of them throwing bottles at people and, and, yeah. and doing, you know, harassing people in the men's room. We saw Philly is number two. Can I point you to one Mattress Mac who had to defend Jose Altuve's good name on the streets of Philadelphia? Astros 5 is worst behave, I think, is, is them just getting lumped in with all the perennially good teams. You know what one of the uh, big letdowns of the World Series was? That very disappointing World Series for the Astros was that uh, Kate Upton, Kate Upton was flipping when she flipped off that fan. Yeah. She was like kind of doing it because the guy asked her to. It, yeah. was, uh, it was after Verlander had flipped off the fan and he was at, remember, Verlander was having a great time with Phillies fans. He flipped them off and the Phillies fans that he flipped off thought it was hilarious and yet it like the the me I gotta say I uh, I will hand it to the American public. It might have been like the one time in the last ten years where everybody got together and was like, "Hold up a second, let's just both let's both sides agree this was just in good fun." Yeah, like Phillies fans and Astros fans were like, "Dude, what? No, they were uh, everybody's laughing. It was fine." So then Kate Upton did it at the. Um, at the game, and it yeah. looked like she was flipping off some annoying Phillies fan, but it turned out that like it was asked. It for. was posed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ver yeah Verlander's getting off the bus. <laughs> like he wasn't even in a he wasn't even in a high testosterone level uh, situation, you know. Oh no, yeah, and he was like laughing as yeah. he did it, and they thought it was awesome. Yep. Yeah, um, most the, arrogant fans. But as far as the worst behaved fans, yeah. though, the only other thing I would say about that is I would I would imagine the Astros on that those top ten worst behaved fans. I would guess the Astros are the only ones who don't have multiple people who have had their children 
uh, encourage pitchers to hit Jose Altuve in the head with a baseball. That's true, too. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They probably haven't done social media videos where their kid throws a ball at Jose Altuve's head. You know, or they haven't dressed their children up as trash cans. Yes, yes. I feel like Nick Taturo is almost single-handedly the reason why the Yankees are ahead of the Phillies on worst behaved and most annoying most arrogant fans by the way the yankees swept the board they're number one in all three of these annoying universally despised poorly behave uh, poorly poorly behaving and most arrogant the astros fourth on the most arrogant fans which is saying something considering i am one of the fans of the astros and i'm widely regarded by our listeners to be arrogant you so, were it was in uh, the Houston Press, yeah. When they do those lists of top whatever in Houston, most arrogant, most Sean. arrogant, Sean yeah. T. Pendergast, yeah. And, they, we, and there was nobody else on the list because you would threaten to sue them. If I did, they did. I did, yeah. I did. If I didn't live in Houston and root for the Astros, the Astros would have been eighth on the list, but they're fourth. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about um, yeah, the most arrogant part with the Yankees, where they really. Uh, where they really brought it home was in yelling, we want Houston. Like, yeah, want good Houston. call, Seth. Yes. The we want Houston chant really just, I mean, that's like a Letterman jacket <laughs> times a thousand. Yeah. You know, it just, it's uh, its amazing how stupid they are about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, the list is arrogant, not stupid. But if there were a fourth list for most stupid fans, New York Yankees, yeah, I would say. I they be, go hand in hand often. I, we got to be careful. Apparently, Barrett Sports Media is listening to our show quite a bit lately. They wrote another article about us yesterday. Really? Yeah. Is it about arrogance? No, no, it wasn't. But this, the next one may be. Um, but okay. no, they they wrote a, an article about the segment you and I did about the Netflix quarterback documentary. Oh yeah, because you you had contended that the quarterbacks that they were following around were kind of boring. Other than well, Pat Mahomes is kind of boring, but he's an interesting personality, obviously because of how good a quarterback. Yeah, he is. yeah, I have no issue with Mahomes. Cousins and uh, Cousins and Mariota, I took issue with. I just thought it was poorly casted, and so they... Mariota was the really weird one. Yeah, like, that came out of left field. Yeah, like, how the how the hell is that the third guy? It was, Cousins is a little bit odd too. Uh, the Mariota one. I, the only thing I wondered is if there was some kind of a uh, religious backing for that or something. Because the Cousins and Mariota are known to be very devoutly religious. They are, yeah, both of them. Yeah. I don't know about Mahomes. Not sure. If he is, he's Catholic because he was boozing like you <laughs> yeah. uh, at the parade. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like so. me. <laughs> um, top- yeah, you need to be uh, like uh, Protestants like my family, Sean, where if you booze, you uh, you keep it quiet and right. you loudly condemn it. Yeah. You know? Like the people that were writing those letters. <laughs> That's a hell of a life. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Um, are you surprised that when it came to individual players, these 1,000 baseball fans voted Jose Altuve as the most annoying player in baseball? Yeah. These people no. are – hey, I guess I'm, I am I'll give you. A, I'll give you a religious I, point of view. If you voted Jose Altuve most annoying player in baseball, you're going to hell. There you go. You How are. do you like that? And you're heightest. Yeah. 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 You're, you are. You're like you don't – you just you, – you know what you do also? You're a bad uh, American. Because you just you just read what you're sold. You don't actually go and try to you know absorb information or anything right. before you vote. You probably just vote for whoever they tell you to. And just like here, like oh, I I heard some little I heard some kids at a summer camp in New York City were chanting FL Tuve. Yeah. So he must be an awful person. So yeah, I'll vote for him. Now that said, these same one thousand people. Yeah. I'm going to give great credit to right now that they nailed it Bellinger? on the most, anno- the most annoying managers. <laughs> oh, I was what about players? Did they name Bellinger? Uh, not in the, the top five. Not in the top five. Wow. It went Altuve, Harper, Machado, Judge, Correa. You know, I just, of those, honestly, 
I'm trying to look at it from an outsider's perspective. Really, the I mean, like judge is a judge's personality. Really, I, the fact that he flirted with leaving so so heavily made me. That, I would say Correa is probably the most annoying. Correa, Correa might empirically be the most annoying. I can yeah. see, I can see Bryce Harper being well, Harper, in there for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 Harper. Harper. I can see Machado. Machado is kind of doing things off the grid because he's all the way over in San Diego, but he's got a bit of those annoying traits. And yeah. ju- I can see where people would vote for Judge based on something that you brought up this week. Big 12 football being interrupted at 11 in the morning to watch Aaron Judge pop out to shortstop because yeah. he's chasing the home run. I could see where the coverage of Aaron Judge gets lumped in with the person Aaron Judge, and they just go, annoying, annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that said, they all voted for, not all, but they voted, enough of them voted for Tony Larusa as the most annoying manager to where <laughs> I will say kudos to these same thousand people. <laughs> You're still eligible? Uh, yes, for, I guess I guess so. When I mean, were they voting? I thought they were voting in December of this past year. They what were, yeah, okay. yeah. That's okay. I mean, there's I don't, obviously there's no hard and fast rules. Yeah, so they voted for Tony Larusa. <laughs> Who's the most? Is he going to be eligible every year? He should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'd vote for him. I have to. I have to how about that? That's some staying power that you're getting voted even after you're not a manager anymore. Okay, Dusty. <laughs> Dusty was fourth. Dusty was fourth. For most on the, annoying. Most annoying. You, yeah. you joyless. I almost swore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of his. Uh, because of his his uh, flair. Uh, maybe. His, maybe because because he wears brisket cutting wristbands. gloves in the dugout. <laughs> I, I think that, I think back to what I thought of Dusty before he became the Astros manager, and I did think the wristbands were a little much. I do. Th- I do. Th- What's he going to add this year? I don't know. I hope he. Had, I want it to be an ascot. Yeah. I wanted to have an ascot. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or he's going to put a <laughs> propeller on top of his baseball cap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need something. Something yeah, to spice it up. Like old-time baseball pants. Like yeah. the really baggy, the really baggy ones. Okay, yeah. that's I like that. So we've got the toothpick, we've got the wristbands, <laughs> we've got the brisket gloves. What should Dusty add to his ensemble this season? Text in 713-572-4610. Didn't they used to wear ties? Some of the base, some of the baseball uniforms, they'd actually have a tie underneath. Oh, like, it uh, would look like it. Okay, I gotta yeah, Google that yeah, during the break. Yeah. I gotta Google that. Um, the Texans. How are the Texans screwing over the Baltimore Ravens right now? We will connect the dots next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.